you are listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. We're coming to the second hour of the show. It is currently 8.05 a.m. And La. Yes. You, you feeling good? Uh, absolutely. You ready to do a, a Bible study? I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Let's do it. But before we get into the Bible study, we have a few other things to get through, which is our next, firstly, our next clue or our next question for the quiz. What should you open wide to needy to the needy according to Deuteronomy zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text and if you call or text that number you will be able to put your name in the draw to win thoughts from the Mount of Blessings our incredible book by E.G. White it is a leather bound version well not necessarily leather bound but it is leather and awesome and expensive and incredible, not vegan friendly, but you're not going to eat it, so that's fine. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Get in the running to win this book. And again, that question was, what should, what should you open wide to the needy, according to Deuteronomy? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Uh, some of these text messages right here, particularly the ones from Darren before he called through. Mm. So you're sharing the story about. Screen somehow having a positive effect on children. He's just yep. tipped it through and he's gone, oh, my goodness, rant coming up. Yep. <laughs> and then, of course, he couldn't contain himself when he gets on the phone. So that was uh, pretty awesome. Oh, and, be, and, and the next one and is like straight after that is like lots of craziness today. So, mm. yes, lots of craziness in the news today. Uh, another text here. A couple of other ones. Vincent says, this screen time is the largest trigger of drama in our household. Mm. So, yeah, someone speaking from experience. And, you know, I, I just want to say straight up that if I had my time over again, my kids wouldn't get a smartphone until they turned 18. Mm. You know, whatever you're under my roof, whatever you are still a minor, you don't get a smartphone. You know, you get... I'll give you a phone, one that makes phone calls, <laughs> because I like to be able to be in contact and there's a safety. But you don't need a smartphone to do that. Mm. And then Margie says, uh, oh, this one's on bullfighting. So this one's stirred a few people as well. You're totally right, Lyle and Lawson, on bullfighting and abortion. It's disgusting, cruel, and evil. Mm. Strong language there from Margie. Okay, then we go back to some more here. Okay, another one on bullfighting. Every year approximately a quarter of a million bulls are killed in bullfights. Wow. That's a lot. Uh, that's like, what, that's a quarter of a million. That's like 250,000 bullfights. That's a lot. That's a big number. And, you know, obviously the, you know, the meat is used and sold and so forth and heads out to the butcher and we eat it. But, you know, there are humane ways to kill and there are less humane ways to kill. And that is not a humane way. Over the last three centuries, 534 professional bullfighters have died in the ring or from injuries sustained there. Uh. So you've got to ask yourself, all right, what does it... This is just, this is just a form of gladiatorial sport. Mm -hmm. How is this different from what the... You know, we look back at the Romans and the gladiators in the ring... You know, they put the gladiators out there and then they'd let, you know, bears and tigers and lions and whatever else creature they could capture from somewhere across the empire in the ring with them and watch them fight to the death. How is this different? It's not. And that's what's so appealing about it. If it was appealing back then, then I guess it's appealing now. Human beings love extremes. There's no question about that. We love the extremes of the human experience, and this is one way of creating the extremes of the human experience. We don't need anything to create it. We have enough extremes in the human experience without having to create them. 
Uh, bullfights have been banned in at least 100 towns in Spain in the region of Catalonia. Uh, yep, that makes sense. Catalonia, so Catalonia is where Barcelona is. Yes. And they consider themselves, they at various points have wanted to secede from Spain because they speak a different kind of Spanish. Catalan. Yeah, they speak Catalan Spanish. Yes. And essentially like... A person sending this through is a Spaniard too, by the way. Oh, awesome. There you go. So yeah, in in Catalonia, I guess like they kind of, they see themselves as like, oh, we're we're advanced Spanish people. (laughs) (laughs) Like like that is a little bit like that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay. Uh, Males and abortion statement. Now Now we know what she thinks about women. Mm. Even without this statement, this woman is evil. Mm. In regards to Kamala Harris, I can't, I can't, I can't comment on her uh, sincerity. I just find her statements to be weird. It not only like they never make any they, sense. They don't make sense. They're not well thought through. You know, it's just so such random <laughs> stuff. It's just like what? Okay. <laughs> Anyway, the football coach fired for praying in a public school. I doubt the coach forced any of the children to pray. Obviously, they don't mind. Uh, the problem seems to be the parents. It's hard to believe that parents would do that. How far are they from God? You would think they would be happy instead of complaining. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, if you do not believe in God, then what threat is praying to God? Mm. You know, you stand in a circle and you say nice words. How is that threatening if God doesn't exist? Yeah. Now, okay, that's actually an interesting point because on the other side, people say, oh, well, you could apply the same thing to LGBT ideology. If you don't believe in it, then then what's the point in us promoting? Like, what's the, the problem in us promoting it to your kids? But talking about sex is child abuse. Like, talking about sex, sex to children. To children is child it's abuse. Absolutely. Yep. So, Emotional health, how true. Many people I know seem to live in the past and can't move forward. Every step is stopped by past events. It's one thing learning from past experiences, not to make the same mistakes. That is what we should do, oh. but many people seem to be in a self-made jail. Others live in the future and forget to live in the present, like you said. Just listen to what God says. Forget the past, live in the present, and plan for the future. Oh, that's a really good statement right Man, there. Man, why is this guy describing my life? Bro? That's <laughs> crazy. Walk with your God daily. Trust him and you will have peace in a world that is chaos. I'll make that one text of the day to day. As for screens being good for children, the only question I have is who financed the research? <laughs> Follow the money, friends. Follow the money. It's going to have all of the answers there that you need. I was just doing a little bit more digging into how this study was conducted. And yes. it's like, so basically, that 9,000 kids in the beginning who they right. surveyed. and then I like the 64,000 they had in South Australia. But then after two and a half year, they surveyed only 5,000 of those kids. So okay. out of the 9,000, yeah, yeah. they took right. the 5,000 and, and then they asked those 5,000, is your life worse from playing video games? And oh, you ask a child this. Yeah, you ask a child, is your life worse <laughs> and are you smart? And they made them do personality tests and then from as a result of the personality test they're like oh it seems that there's no difference but it's like if you take a kid you don't have a control how do you you say there's no difference that's right if you take a kid who's 14 and then like wait two years and take him when he's 16 and say has your life gotten worse from playing video games like you're they're already in deep like firstly they're already in deep secondly you don't have a control group to prove the opposite like it's silly it is probably one of the worst scientific studies uh, like and i couldn't find any evidence that was peer-reviewed obviously because it's like not just the dumbest thing ever 
but yeah, like I'll like I'll say like it's just like you know entertainment is something that is simultaneously something that we crave and almost necessary to us, and then it's such a vice and it's so difficult to navigate for all of us. Like I'm I'm speaking it for myself too, and it's like, but man, let's not propagate falsehoods. Like this is stupid. This is yeah. dumb. Oh, also, my dad sent me a text message. He's been listening to the show. Oh, cool. And uh, when we were talking about abortion, he said, <laughs> he just sent me a text message saying, no plan B for Mr. Reliable. And I said, amen, brother. <laughs> He's just just yeah. shooting, shooting through bangers. Dad's so, dad's so awesome. I love your dad. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. <clears throat> um, a couple of things we need to talk about. What are you doing this evening, Lawson? Well, this evening, most likely, I'll be heading up to Raymond Terrace Mission to go to, well, the you know, the church there, to uh, go and participate in an amazing concert that's happening up there. And uh, that's going to be with Anna Beaton. Yes. So she'll be the star. You're, you're what, kind of like the opening act, the side <laughs> act. Where do, where do you finish? I'm singing this? one song. Oh, one song. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's right, okay, that okay. she asked me to sing. So, <laughs> yeah, I tried to kind of force her on the car off the card in my promotion of the event so no it's not it's not me <laughs> it's, it's an animated concert okay so that'll be at raymond terrace if you're anywhere in the newcastle hunter region that's of course where the breakfast show comes from then that's happening if you're in the Tari area uh you know wingham Tari, that kind of region up there i'll be speaking there tonight on the subject of Oof. the uh book of daniel wow uh, we're starting a Daniel seminar up there. And, of course, this Saturday night we have a dinner happening in Wall's End with uh, Faith FM crew. Uh, so if you would like more details about any of these, give us a call here on 0491 That's Wall's End, in, once again, in the Newcastle region. Newcastle region is just going off right now. That's right, it's because we live here. Yeah. <laughs> we know what's going on. If you've, got, if you've got things happening in your area, let us know. We'd love to talk about it here on Faith FM. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so jumping back into our Bible study, of course, we are looking at the Shepherd's Crucible. Yes. And we've particularly focused on Psalms 23. Uh-huh. Uh, we started with Psalms 23. We're going to go back to Psalms 23 today. And we're going to look at, here in Psalms 23, we're going to be looking at the journey that the sheep take as they go through, and the locations, the various locations on the journey. The first location we're going to find is in Psalms 23 and verse 3. All right, Psalms 23 and verse 3, the Bible says, He renews my strength. He guides me along right plains, bringing honor to his name. And, yeah, so here we see the first location that it gets to. Right now, Right Plains is sounding sounding pretty, uh, pretty kind of like a really nice place to be in. You know, it's in a, you're in a nice plain area. Again, we're talking about the sheep that are traveling with a shepherd. Sheep like plains because in yes. plains there's lots of food and grass and things to, you know, eat and whatnot. In my translation here, it says, He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths. Mm. For his name's sake. Yes. And so we're going to talk about the path of righteousness. Where does the path of righteousness end? Ooh, oh, that's a good question, Lyle. Yes. Mm. I want to know the answer. Well, oh, where does it end? Yes, where does it end? You know what? It, it, it ends in my house. 
No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It does not end in Lawson's house. The path of righteousness does not end in Lawson's house because Lawson is a sinful human being. The path of righteousness ends at a table that has food on it. It, it that it does. Yeah, that it does. Which is not in your house. It is in <laughs> unfortunately, God's house. it's not in my house. <laughs> not in your house. But the good thing is, fortunately, you can be there. Amen. So I it doesn't need go. to be in your house, so long as you can be there. That's the only important, the only I'm important just, part I'm about just this. Trying to get friends, Lyle. I'm just using our radio platform to. <laughs> I just want people to come over to Lawson's my place. Lonely this morning. <laughs> feel, every, let's let's all feel sad for Lawson. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, let's stop feeling sad for Lawson. Right, let's get yeah, back to our yeah, Bible study. Yeah, we're reading the Bible. Okay. I enjoy your sadness. Yep. <laughs> okay, so Psalms 23, verse 3, the Bible speaks about the paths of righteousness. Yes. And the paths of righteousness end at a table. That table is in heaven mm. with Jesus Christ. Yes. With God. Mm-hmm. That's where the path ends. The path is going to go on a journey, though, as you read through Psalms 23. It doesn't start at that table. Mm. It goes through places like the valley of the shadow of death. Mm. There are going to be some scenes along this path that are going to be a little bit rough. And so what you've got in Psalms 23 is a journey. The psalm actually journeys from the beginning to the end, and it follows the path of righteousness. And it's really a description of the path of our life. Mm. And so the Bible describes our life as being a path. All right. How does what what how, what would what is the purpose of a path? Let's think about the purpose of a path. What's the purpose of a path? For traveling. For traveling. Mm. Yes. I would say for moving. Mm. Your local city council builds lots of paths, right? Yes, it does. Do they build those paths for the purpose of you to go out there and stand on them? Only. Like so you go outside, you stand on the path. You go back inside. You've, you've, you've used the path today. That's what it was we're there for. That's why they created it, so you can go and stand on it. Is that why they created the path? No, and many cyclists and runners walking down that path, if a bunch of people were just standing on it, would be very upset. They'd be frustrated. Yeah. Yes, because they'd have to go in the grass and go around you. Mm. <clears throat> okay, so the Christian journey is a path. It was why the Bible, you know, the Bible describes it as a journey. It describes it as, you know, so many things. The Christian life is described in many different ways, and all of those ways represent movement. Mm. And this is really important to understand. Uh, Psalms 119. Let's go to Psalms 119. And I think we're going to verse 105. Let's try 105. One of the many verses in Psalms 119. Yeah, there's kind of a lot. If we haven't got it in 105, we're going to have to go looking for it. It's a very famous verse. What does 105 say? uh, 119, 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Okay, so here the Bible says that God's word, so we're talking about the path of righteousness that God leads us on. Mm Mm-hmm. Your thy, thy, your word is a light unto my feet and... Uh, a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Okay, so what does this tell us about the path? Is that it is going a direction. Yes. And that it can be navigated through with the light of God's word. Yes. Mm-hmm. In other words, this path is a path of darkness uh-huh. because it needs light. Uh-huh. Have you ever... 
followed a path in the dark without light and been a little bit uncertain? Yes, I definitely have. Uh, particularly, I was really into skating in 2020, like skateboarding. Like I was going out skateboarding like almost every day. And one of my friends, she uses like rollerblades. And we would go skating. There's like a, I, I lived on the Esplanade in Warner's Bay, like Spears Point, which is like, you know, this big long path that wraps right around the lake. And sometimes it would be like nighttime and we'd be, you know, it's a big group of us hanging out or whatever. And it's like, oh, let's go for a skate. You know, let's go, let's go. And I just remember this one particular night, I'm riding my skateboard. I'm with this girl who's on rollerblades and where like I was like good so i could and i was riding a cruiser as well so i could go really quick like we we were moving and she's got these rollerblades that are really quick i think they were like five wheel rollerblades and it's like when they've got lots of wheels like that they're for like going really fast and we were absolutely flying down this path and we go around this corner and then we hadn't realized it rained you know a couple of days previously and created a bit of a mud hole uh, like the, they kind of like a, a bunch of just wet mud that had come onto the path, and we've gone through this corner, and both of us hit it. I'm on my skateboard, she's on the rollerblades, and like slid off into the grass. <laughs> and like, and uh, luckily, I was riding like a cruiser where the wheels are bigger and softer, and so I didn't I didn't just hit it and fly over the front. I just kind of slid and. Uh, caught myself and for her she's on rollerblades which is even more gnarly when you hit rough terrain because it's like it's not like she can step off and be okay uh but luckily we just slid into the grass and then we're like well <laughs> but we just absolutely couldn't see it that was the problem it's just, it's nighttime it's dark this area had no lights i'm like holding my phone up with the torch to to ride and we just had no time and we've just no idea what was coming up slid straight off this path like yeah because because we didn't know we were moving because we were moving uh because we were navigating this path and because it was dark and you know as you're moving like i mean you're you're coming across dynamic terrain like we had no time to prepare and therefore we crashed when i was at college in the united states Uh uh-huh uh, the was about a 10-minute walk from the chapel to the dorm uh-huh. through the bush. Yeah. Along a gravel road. Uh-huh. Late one night, I'm heading back to the dorm on my bike, uh-huh. which had no light. Classic. This is before the age of mobile phones, so I didn't even have my mobile phone out with the torch on it. Oof. But I had figured out as a optimistic 21-year-old that if I look straight up, while I was riding my bike down this hill on a gravel road, that I could see the gap in the trees. And I knew where the road was because you could see there was trees on this side, trees on that side, stay in the middle of that, you're going to stay on the road. So I'm riding down this road as fast as I can. There's the roar of the wind in my ears, the the, the, the gravel smashing under the tyres. Uh. And walking also in the middle of the road back from chapel that had left before me, were two African-American men, black men, wearing long black overcoats. Uh Uh-huh. This story did not have a happy ending. So you smashed into there. (laughs) I was looking straight up. I wasn't even looking ahead. I wouldn't have seen them even if I was looking ahead. Uh Uh-huh. It was pitch dark. The only thing I could see was the stars in the gap in the trees, and I was Uh like, yeah, I'm good. This will be fine. This is a lot of fun. This is awesome. Aren't I smart? Smash. Yeah. Were they okay? Uh, we were all okay. We got uh, ourselves and dusted ourselves off and had a good old laugh and yeah. <laughs> cleaned up a few bruises. And oh, <laughs> nice, 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 nice. <laughs> it was all uh, good. I thought you were about to run over some women or something. That would, Or a dog or 
you know, that would have. <coughs> that's fine. They they would have broken your fall. Nah, they they they. We all laughed about it, but it was um yeah not the not my smartest day. <laughs> okay, so the Bible says that God's word is a light to our path and a lamp to our feet. Mm. Uh, the word path indicates that this is a journey. This is somewhere where we. Uh, are going to be moving. We're mm. not going to. You don't, don't go and stand on a path. You move on a path. Uh, the question is, what happens if you do stand on the path? What happens to the light if you just stop on the path? Mm. Does the light stop moving? This is a really important lesson. We're going to come back and talk more about it. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Lawson, we should have another question for our quiz. What do you reckon? Yeah, that's right. Our next question, our last question for the quiz today. The Holy Spirit imparted the gift of tongues on the day of blank. If you know which day that was, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. If you call or text that number, you will go into the draw to win Thoughts from the Mount of Blessings by Ellen G. White, an incredible, amazing book, diving into the words of Jesus, what he said in his incredible sermon on the Mount of Blessing. And uh, yeah, you'll get an incredible leather edition of this book that is expensive, awesome, and very much worth the read. Okay, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is that number, Lawson. Let's go to John chapter twelve and verse thirty five. And while we're turning oh, there, love this let's ask ourselves the question. Let's say that we're on the path uh-huh. and we treat the path as a standing spot. Yeah, is there any such thing as a standing spot, like on a path? No, no, no. Anywhere where you just stand. Is there a place? Is there somewhere where you could go just to stand? The shower. If we treat it like a bus stop. <laughs> Okay, you stand at a bus stop, uh-huh. right? If we treat it like a bus stop instead of a path. Mm-hmm. What about those paths that are like moving? And let's no, <laughs> <coughs> just ignore Lawson. <laughs> but let's say that we, 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 we say, no, this is not the path of righteousness. This is the bus stop of righteousness. Uh-huh. And we're at the bus stop and we're standing in the light because Jesus has brought us the light. Mm-hmm. What happens? To the light. Does the light stop? Does the light just stay there with us? Mm. Uh, this is a pretty heavy passage. Why don't you read it for us? Uh, uh, John? John chapter 12, verse, verse 35. 35. The Bible says, My light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. But your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of light. Okay, there's a couple of things that jump out in this passage. First of all, if we do not walk in the light, what is it that overtakes us? Darkness. Darkness overtakes us. How does darkness overtake you? The way that darkness overtakes you is because the light is moving. Mm -hmm. And this is why Jesus says, don't stand in the light. Jesus says, walk in the light while you have it. Mm. Because if you don't, the darkness will overtake you if you treat, treat the Christian journey as a bus stop mm. and you arrive in the bus stop and you're like, I'm here. Mm. I've arrived. I've given my life to Jesus Christ. Jesus is leading you. Mm. Jesus says two things. He says, come unto me. When Jesus says, come unto me, uh, all you that labor and are heavy laden, it indicates that Jesus is in a particular spot and we are to come to him. Mm. So we come to Jesus. All right, praise God. We've now arrived. We're there. We are standing in the light. Yes. Then Jesus says, 
take up your cross and follow me or mm. come after me. So what's happening now? Jesus calls us to him and then Jesus starts walking. Mm. Now Jesus Jesus uh, is going to walk at a different speed for every different person out there. Some some people is going to be they're going to sprint. You know, and I've seen that, you know, some people just sprint into the Christian life and they just keep going hard. Others he leads them more gently. Mm. But the Christian life is never ever static. And this is one of the greatest dangers that Christians face. Because so often as Christians, what happens is that we come to Christ and it's like, yep, we're done. We've arrived. We and and the journey ends. They don't realize that Jesus is progressing, that truth is progressive, that we must to stay with Jesus, we must be following Jesus, and that's going to involve learning new things every day, growing in our Christian experience every day, mm. and uh, incorporating new truths that never do away with old truths, but new truths and new lessons into our life every single day. Mm. And responding when God calls to our life and God says, this is something that is wrong, this is something that you need to change in your life, and we say, but I've been a Christian for 30 years, why would I need to change that? And Jesus is going to turn around and say, because we have got to that point of the journey. Mm. It's now, now is the time. I had, I had you working on all of these other tasks before, now I'm going to get you to work on this one. Mm. And so when we... When we look at the Christian journey as a path, the path of righteousness that ends at that table with lots of food on it that Lawson is super keen on, yeah. <laughs> uh, then we find that the greatest danger that we have as Christians is simply stagnation. Mm. It is stopping. It is not moving forward. It is not growing in our relationship with Jesus. So I just want to encourage everybody this morning as we you know look at Psalms chapter 23 and the story of the Good Shepherd, and the path of righteousness, that this path is not about being stationary, it is not about being static, it is about moving and growing with Jesus every day. If we become stagnant in our Christian experience, the light will move away from us until we are left in darkness. And the Bible says, when you're left in darkness, you do not know where you're going to go. Mm. And this, this path, you know, it goes through the valley of the shadow of death. It's got some cliffs on either side. Yeah. You do not want to be walking along that in the dark. Mm. You will fall off. Yep. All right. Let's uh, see what else we have here in our Bible study. All right, here's a question to ask. How conscious are you that righteousness is the shepherd's priority for your life? Ooh. How can trials change your life so that you better reflect the character of Christ? Mm. So when you look at the path and you look at the path that it follows, there's a few trials along that path. Yeah. You know, the Bible says that, you know, Jesus leads them to green pastures. What does that indicate? You're going to be going through some dry ones. Mm. The Bible says that Jesus leads them to still waters. What does that indicate? You're going to go through some places where there is either rough water or no water. Mm. Because there is a destination and it is all about the destination. It's not about um, how you get there because Jesus is the one who we need to trust to get us there. So true, Lyle. I actually, the, okay, I hate the saying. The saying, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. 
No. No, it's about both. Yes. But it's also very much about the destination. Absolutely. Like, There's I, a table there full of food. I Something I very... There's a table there where Jesus is. That's right. I, something I very much dislike that Christians do sometimes is like the whole like, oh, but it's not about heaven. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Like, I, you know, do good things and like, you know, I want to follow Jesus and everything. But it's, it's not about heaven. It's about living a better life today. And like, totally, it's about living a better life today and being there for people today. But they try to discount the reward of heaven as like, you're selfish if you want it. No, like, God wants everyone to go to heaven. And he wants everybody to want heaven. That's right. Like, stop talking about heaven as if it's some like selfish reward. No, you can't get into heaven by being selfish. Like, you need to want heaven. That's that's the thing that enables you to be zealous and to be, you know, willing to follow the light wherever he goes because it's like, we're going to heaven. Like, I get to be with God in a, with a, for eternity. Stop talking like someone who may or may not want to be there. Just talk like someone who's going there. Like, we're going to heaven. That's what we want. That's what we desire as Christians. And the reason we want and desire that is because God, more than anything else, wants us to be there. It's... It's one of those things that when you, you know, you, you, you think about it, the journey is a journey with Jesus Christ. Heaven is a place where we are there with Jesus Christ. Mm. And maybe if we, you know, we've talked about the table with the food on it, a little bit tongue-in-cheek this morning, uh-huh. and that's a good thing. Um, Jesus talks about all of these things for a reason. Yeah. But as Christians, we've lost sight of the reality of the second coming. And we have started to focus on this world as being all that there is, and you get mm. that focus with the prosperity gospel. You yeah, get that well. focus with uh, preterism that is making a return. All of these areas, they take our eyes off Jesus Christ. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We're about to get into question of the day. Before we do, we've got a few announcements to make and some answers to the quiz there, Lawson. All right, yeah, we've got some answers to the quiz. The first answer was a pearl of great price. Secondly, what in Acts chapter 8, Philip baptized a man from Ethiopia. So it's, you know, great place. Uh, then it was the the father who knows when Jesus will return. It is your hand that you should keep wide open to the needing, according to Deuteronomy. And finally, it is the Holy Spirit uh, that was imparted and the gift of tongues that was imparted on Pentecost. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you have any thoughts about the show. If you, we're, we're coming to question of the day now. If you have any questions of the day, yes. you should call or text us. We've got, I think, what, three left in the question of the day bank? Yeah, or a bit more than three. But you should call like to have, or text in. That's right. Give us, give us some questions. We'll answer them on it. Okay. Now, Lawson, uh, do you have with you the brochure for Saturday night? Oh, I do. Why don't you drag that up for us real quick, read to us what it says, because I've got a special announcement here that somebody's texted through and they've said they're handing out brochures for it. Awesome. And they've got 18,000. 18,000 brochures. And they can't do it by themselves. They're keen for people to come and have and help hand out Faith FM brochures in the Newcastle area. That is a lot. Yes. Okay, go for it. Okay. Oh, well, the Faith of Ambrosia, it says, Free dinner and talks with show hosts Robbie Bergen and Lyle Southwell on July the 2nd, 6.30 p.m. at the Pioneers Memorial Hall, 54 Cowper Street, Walls End, New South Wales. And the dinner is free and you can RSVP at 0438 474 
8. And of course, you can also do that by giving us a call here, 0491-064-669. Fantastic stuff. And if you'd like to hand out some brochures, then give us a call here as well. All right, it is now time for... Question of the Day. All right, Lyle, our question of the day today is, those denominations that don't keep Saturday as a Sabbath day, will they all be condemned to eternal death? That's, that's a pretty heavy question. Yeah. Of course, uh, this has come into Faith FM Radio because Faith FM is owned by the Seventh-day Adventist Church and the Seventh-day Adventist Church worships on Saturday rather than Sunday, which a lot of people seem to be seem to find a little bit unusual. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's not. You know, most people go to church on Sunday. Adventists go to church on Saturday. Um, is this a big thing? Uh, we need to find out whether those people that go to church on Sunday, which is most of you who are listening this morning, if you're a churchgoer, then are you going? Are you condemned to eternal hell? Uh, if we go to Zechariah chapter thirteen and verse six, the Bible describes a group of people in heaven, and this is a particular group. This this is a verse that gives me a lot of courage, and they come to Jesus while they're in heaven, and they have a question for Jesus. In verse six, it says, "One shall say unto him, What are these wounds in your hands?" Then he, that's Jesus, will answer those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. It's a very brief verse. But it's a verse that gives us an insight into a group of people who turn up in heaven who have never heard of Jesus Christ. They may be people who were born here in Australia, say, 2,000 years ago. They've never had an opportunity to hear of Jesus Christ. So the first thing that jumps out to me right here is that while we get very parochial about our different uh, doctrinal beliefs, and I, and, and I believe that doctrine is incredibly important and that we should be because that is how we honour God, mm. is by following what is truth. And truth will always be important. But at the same time, we need to recognise that God is bigger than all that and that while Christianity is the best way to find salvation, God will find ways to save some people outside of Christianity because salvation is not a geographical chance. Mm. So if you are lucky enough to be born geographically on a geographical part of the world where a knowledge of Jesus exists, then you've got a possibility of salvation. But if you are born in a part of the world where there is no knowledge of Jesus Christ, then, well, so sad, too bad, you missed out on heaven and eternal life. And God's like, well, you'll keep you out of heaven because you're born in the wrong place. No, it's not like that with salvation, neither is it like that with the Sabbath There are things that are definitely the best, and this is why God calls us to be evangelists and to share the gospel because that way we can uh, save more people for the kingdom of God, but that does not restrict God in who he gets to save or not. Of course, as we go through this day, as we always like to encourage you, do not forget to talk faith, to live faith, to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ.
Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.